guess what I saw today? A squeeze pea. That's right, a squeeze pea. Do you know what a squeeze pea is? Well, if you don't, I'm going to tell you. A squeeze pea is a pea pod. So it's a pea pod, and there's three little peas in the pod, and one of them has a cute little smiley face on them. And what you can do is give these to your patients if they're anxious or nervous, or perhaps if you want one yourself, and you just squeeze the little pods until you pop the peas out. Kind of like edamame, you know, you can pop the little peas out. Anyway, super cute little green peas, and one of them has a cute little smile smiley face on them. So yes, squeeze peas. I know you want one. I know you want to squeeze one. I know I do. I'm going to get me one. So check out smilemakers.com and use code DAP20 to get yourself some squeeze peas. DAP20 for 20% off of any order. It doesn't have to be squeeze peas. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to Dental Elements Podcast. This is the podcast for you in the dental profession where we talk innovation, collaboration, and inspiration, and a little instigation now and then. I am your host today, always Cindy Rogers, and I am a dental hygienist turned consultant turned podcast host. On this episode, our guest today is Jasmine Hogart. She is a master's student in dental hygiene. She reached out to me over LinkedIn and wanted to do an interview for her a master's program. And so she is actually interviewing me in this episode. So you'll learn a little bit more about me. Sorry about that. And then I'm going to be um, interviewing her as well to learn about her master's program and her journey in hygiene and after spending time in the Navy as an aviation mechanic. So she's got a pretty interesting story that um, I think that you, that you will enjoy. So thank you for listening to this episode. Hello. I think it was my fault. Okay. I know never. It's like, no matter how many times I do this, it never works perfect for one of us. So how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. I'm trying these different headphones because I don't like wearing the big giant ones, but see how, how it works. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, nice to meet you. I'm glad we were able to connect and see if I can help you out with your project. Absolutely. I honestly really appreciate you joining me. You have a very interesting career path and I'm interested in a lot of the things you've done from paralegal to your volunteer work, give kids a smile, your OSHA, your podcasting. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I like a variety. I used to be kind of boring Monday through Friday, eight to five kind of person. And then I found dentistry that was Monday through Thursday. And that was great. And that was just kind of like Sundays for folding laundry and staying home and grocery shopping. And, and then something happened along the way where I'm like, you know what? Every day is, doesn't have to be exactly the same and mix it up and explore. So that's what I, yeah, that's awesome. I'm doing. Yeah. I've never done a podcast before, so I don't know how it all worked, but yeah, pretty much it's just a recorded Zoom meeting, people talking. And so I am recording now, but we can edit things out as well. I just hit record that way. I don't forget to do it. Or if something happens, that's great. Before we hit record, we can keep that as well. So sometimes oh, stuff okay. happens off, off camera, right? Or off recording. We're um, kind of doing so, things a little bit different today. So usually I start with telling you a little bit about myself and why I'm doing this. So when it comes down to these interviews, it's for a master's degree program that I'm going through. And that master's degree program has required me to do interviews with dental hygienists who are no longer doing clinical work or doing clinical work in public health settings. I'm looking to do some sort of advocacy. I happen to have carpal tunnel doesn't make it the best for uh, being a hygienist. 
So it's extremely painful to be a dental hygienist. I'm doing it a couple days a week right now because I love it and I can't get enough of it. I've only been a hygienist uh, since 2020. So like end of year almost because the whole COVID thing was happening. So they had to postpone our schooling. So the interviews are just for me to get to know you so I can understand the logistics of getting into a advocacy career or a career in OSHA or honestly just to know what my opportunities are. Right. Uh, so you happen to have a lot of things going on. Honestly, I love that you started out as a paralegal because when it comes down to it, to be a good advocate, I feel like you need to have that information, kind of have that baseline because when it comes down to making actual like changes you really need to have some sort of understanding how the legal system works do you feel like the paralegal actually helped you in your career path yes absolutely you know sometimes later on things make sense why things happen all the little steps you're like oh okay that makes sense and then you kind of know like okay this is going to make sense someday so you have to have that faith or trust that's going to make sense and so looking back yes it makes a lot of sense And I did want to be a paralegal legal secretary, and then I wanted to go to law school. And I just, when I was doing the paralegal stuff and it was a quiet day, I would just grab the law books off of the shelf and just read, 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 sometimes all day long. You know, some, if my attorney was on vacation or I didn't have a, was all caught up, I would just read and learn. And absolutely. There's so, so much information in the legal field that pertains to everything in life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially doing the HIPAA stuff now as well. Just know, and then knowing how to read small print. And so that's my specialty. I think it's like, <laughs> I go straight to the small print instead of all the big stuff. I go straight to outside the box first. I go backwards sometimes. And so I'll read the small print. For your job or what you're doing with the ADHA, you work on the, what is it? The secretary treasure? treasure? Oh, well, yeah. So right now I'm not. So yeah, that was... A while ago, I was the treasurer for the Portland component. So Portland, Oregon, ADHA, I was a treasurer for that. And so I, I gained a lot of experience doing that as well, because it was kind of, it was kind of, kind of new to me uh, being with some of the more seasoned hygienists and, and, you know, being thrown in that atmosphere. And Did you ever have to sit on a like disciplinary board or anything like that? No, I would go to the like the meetings, like the ODHA meetings and sit, sit there and was able to vote on things. I did love that. I would like to do that again, get back into that. Cause I do like the kind of the politics stuff too, just helping advocacy and helping where I can for sure. Also with that though, too, it's kind of exciting. I'm just all about beginning and helping launch things. And so it's kind of my, I get into those situations. So when I was a treasurer for the Portland or PDHA, we went, that's when we decided to um, go nonprofit. So I was part of um, making that nonprofit switch. And so with the paperwork, since I was a treasurer, we did a lot of paperwork, a lot of, you know, going to the banks and a lot of that um, documentation to be able to turn the, um, turn it into a nonprofit. And then ultimately we merged into different components you know, one big larger component with the ODHA. It wasn't in there very long. Why did you step down from it? I think I just got really busy. I was just had a lot going on. It was a time of change, which is good. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get in there and help things go along and then it's time to go, you know, go help something else. Yeah. 
So for the job duties there, you kind of did paperwork, helped make changes by voting. Was there any qualifications for really getting into that job? No, just a big part and wanting to help the profession. So there wasn't a lot of requirements because I said, hey, I'm not the best banker, not I'm probably not the best person for the job, but nobody wants nobody wants that job for some reason. And so I just think I think just stepping up and pitching in and volunteering and doing your share is I think everybody should, you know, volunteer a little bit or pitch in a little bit to help us all out, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. was it kind of just volunteer based? It wasn't like a paid yes. position in any form. Right. Yeah. It was vol- yeah, volunteer. Yeah. And so actually one of my instructors from, from school, from hygiene school. So they were really big into it, of course, you know, the schools. And so one of the instructors, it was a few, it was after I graduated, but she reached out to me and asked if I'd be interested. So I was, so I kind of helped me get into that situation. Somebody holding my hand and helping me get in there or else I probably never would have found it or had the courage to, to do it or, you know. Do you think it's helped you uh, in any other like section of your job, mm-hmm. jobs? Yes. Or just in life, understanding things better because when you go in there and you're voting on things and you, and you see these things and why we do things, it, it changes your perspective on how you view, how you view things. So I think everybody should get in there and and see it and know what goes on and how much, how hard people work behind the scenes. I mean, there's a reason that we could do what we do. And it's because these people are volunteering and they're spending their time and their weekends away from their families and, and their jobs to, to advocate for the profession. And so it's not just like, Oh yeah, we got to do this. You know, it's Mm -hmm. somebody's behind the scenes working for you. Yeah. Speaking of behind the scenes and like kind of making things happen, you have your oral myofacial therapy certificate. Yeah, well, without, yes, I did an extensive training. I was lucky to work for a couple really good uh, practices with some really good dentists that helped with really good CE. So very, very blessed there. And so I was with the doctor that I worked with. We went to oral facial myofunctional therapy course. It was pretty extensive training and, and it's a lot. It's life changing. Have you ever done that? I haven't. I was looking no. into it quite a bit because well, I didn't even know that that was really an option for a dental hygienist or what yeah. that would do for me. I read about it quite a bit uh, with the whole, oh, you learn how the mouth and everything functions, all those muscles, so you can correct things like tongue thrusting, which, I mean, I always know knew that stuff kind of as like a TMJ specialist or something along that line. I didn't realize that's something that I can get better training in and be able to help. Yes. So yes. So hygienists are, are perfect for that. Hygienists, speech therapists, and it's just it's life changing. I say everything's life changing. Just you know, the more you know when you learn these things. And so now when, once you know and you see this information that we're not taught in school, you know, there's only so many so much they could teach you in school in a short, a short amount of time. But as a hygienist, that is definitely an option. And that's one thing I was going to do because I myself had it, an injury, an arm injury, which I thought it would be my neck or my back, you know, bending over. I didn't get mm-hmm. carpal tunnel, but it was, um, I, th- I think it was thoracic outlet syndrome. We can never really pin it down. And then finally, the chiropractor said it's probably thoracic outlet syndrome, which looked that up if anybody's having even thumb issues, just, you know, it all, the body's connected, right? So uh-huh. it might be coming from here when you think it's coming from here anyway. And so that was one of the things I was really going to start doing because you don't have to use your hands or repetitive motion as much. Yeah. And then learning about it and just how the tongue, you know, from infancy, how the tongue, if you lift the tongue to the top of your mouth, it's like a natural retainer. 
And, you know, babies are born with a narrow palate and helping them, you know, teach them some exercises when they're younger to learn to keep their tongue at the roof of their mouth and breathe through their nose. And then you'll start seeing people who have narrow palates, maybe a narrow face and maybe, you know, mouth breathers because they can't breathe through their nose, but stepped up or they're not trained to do it properly. Yeah. And it's been a while since I took that, that course. So I'm not, I don't know everything about it because there's so much information, but I totally would recommend if you don't practice it, at least learn it. Absolutely. Not for your profession, for your, for yourself and for your family. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So down to the nitty gritty, the OSHA. So you're an OSHA consultant, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I, after I got out of um, full-time hygiene because of that kind of same reason as you are, I started actually doing consulting, full-on practice management consulting with, with another, with a company. And so we did full-on practice management consulting you know, traveled around the United States and I love, I love, love, loved it. So that's not something I've kind of wanted to do ever since I got into dentistry. And um, then, so then, then I kind of branched out on my own and then I'm now working with another company and on my, and on my own doing some other things as well. I'm doing OSHA compliance training for practices, both medical and dental here in Oregon right now, just uh, here in Oregon. So yeah. And then we include HIPAA in that as well. And, and then I've really, really been getting cool. into infection control. So yeah. How did you get into that? Just kind of look, look, so keeping your eyes open, open, looking, networking. So as you know, networking, like how we met, networking is probably the best thing. (laughs) I'm sure you hear it a lot, but that's, you can't hear it enough. You can't do it enough. Just meeting people, like-minded people. And, and then if an opportunity comes up, it sounds like sometimes it'll come there on the right time. And then you just have to say yes or notice it. And then, you know, take, take the leap or don't, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to networking, I find it a little bit overwhelming with all the outlets we have. We have LinkedIn, Twitter, I don't even know, Facebook. Um, do you ever feel like you get kind of burnt out in those scenarios, like trying to social media network? Uh, do you mainly keep it to like in-person networking? Does everyone have your phone number? No, at first I did. I, I was really into networking and social media and I, I volunteered for some, you know, some big social media sites. And it was just like on all the time and messages and pop-ups and texting and answering things. It just, it got to be way too much. And so I had to cut it out. So now I don't even have messenger pop-ups on my, on my phone or my computer. I don't have for any of those sites or LinkedIn. And that's why some of it takes me a while to respond, but I can't, if I have those coming up at me all day long, I would never get anything done. And I, I would just be bonkers, even more bonkers. So I kind of, I go, I kind of pick times so where I'll go to those sites and then I'll read my messages and respond to the people that I feel like, you know, I don't, that I should connect with, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Cause you can't respond to everybody. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever considered getting somebody to help with those social media oh, outlets? Yeah. yeah. Maybe not social media. It's kind of, I have, I've have had that. I've have had a virtual assistant and I'm actually, I probably will again, actually need somebody again, for sure. It's hard when somebody could get into your accounts and talk for you because it's hard to have anybody do that part because that part is kind of a personal connection and communication you know if it was just more all about business yeah you know for sure that in that area but for me it's more personal relationships I think I'm more intimate I guess yeah okay and then I guess the last one would be kind of about this this here right what what we're doing this podcasting how did you get into podcasting and how have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's really not. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go back. I'm going to go back one more thing to so, uh, networking because it is so important. 
So networking, social media, that's great, especially when you can't get out and go to conferences or so many conferences, but people, you know, you're working or you have families and it costs money. So do that when you can, for sure. And then networking online, joining some, you know, groups that are for your profession, if it's dental hygiene that you want to be in, or if you want, you know, want to do or official model functioning, find those groups or learn more. Also uh, entrepreneur woman is a, have you heard of them and Duffy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a really good group. If you are, it's for women in dentistry that are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs like yourself. So it's a group of women who we we can meet. We have coffee chats a couple of times a week. And, you know, if you can make it, you know, you'll pop in and do that. And we're having an in-meeting conference, you know, every October, November in person. And so it's really a nice way to meet other uh, people, women that are like yourself and you learn from them and, and networking and help each other. So that's, that's a good resource there. If that's something that interests you. Thank you. Yeah. And then your next question was podcasting. So it's kind of funny because I am an introvert. So I, <laughs> so podcasting, this is kind of crazy that I'm doing this, but I hear that that's pretty common. I got into it honestly. So my co-host April, so she, she was kind of like, um, we were talking, we were working together doing some other stuff and she was talking about, um, doing a project so we can mentor hygiene or mentor. She's an assistant. So mentor dental uh, professionals, like, you know, so we can help mentor and train and do something, you know, and together. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we would start a podcast showing a hygienist and an assistant and how we could work together. You know, cause sometimes it's kind of bash heads in some offices and communications. So we wanted to come together unity in the profession amongst team members. Cause that's something that's really important to me and to her as well. And so we just, uh, just did it. And I knew it wasn't going to be perfect. And, you know, it's definitely still not, it's just a work in progress. And it's, I just try to make it fun and just there to help people get messages out and share information. And you also do live presenting, do you not? Yes. Yeah. Like what do you, what are you referring to? I thought I saw something about you uh, going to a conference and doing some presentation. Yeah. So I'm speaking, yeah, I'm starting to speak to larger groups now. So I have been doing, I'm speaking to teams, you know, in offices and some larger teams and some, some DSOs, but now I'm going to be speaking at an implant conference in Vegas on infection control, doing a workshop actually, because like the the hands-on part. That's really cool. Doing that. Yeah. And then also speaking at some study clubs and the Oregon conference next year. That'd be great. What do you think the difference is for you, even on like an emotional level, as far as presenting in front of a group of people versus doing a podcast. I like being in front of people, which which is kind of strange because I like the energy. (laughs) You feed off the energy. Mm -hmm. I like being in front of strangers better because like, you know, maybe I'm shy, but I like being in front of strangers better, even though, you know, I have close personal relationships with people, but it's different once you're up there talking about what you know and your, your topic and you don't have to worry about people butting in because you have the room, you know, maybe growing up and as a middle child, always trying to words in. Sometimes it's easier if you're up there with the microphone. Like, and so, and it's fun because you can, I know where they're coming from. I know where the audience is coming from, you know, as dental professionals, because I am one and I work in those and I, you know, and so it's better to relate to them and talk to them, you know, talk with them and mm-hmm. show them things without knowing, you know, knowing what they, what they know, what they think sometimes. And I um, did, I don't, no, if you saw that, I did start out in the front office when I got into dentistry. I started out mm-hmm. as the front office insurance coordinator, scheduling, things like that. So it kind of 
have that aspect to it. Make sure that you are, you're always including your your front office and trainings as well, because they kind yeah. of left out sometimes of the clinical stuff. So my last question is just, what kind of advice would you give to me if I were looking to start a podcast, uh, trying to make different a difference and advocate for people? I would tell you just to do it. Just start talking and recording yourself and sharing your message. And if people listen, great. If nobody does, who cares? It's like you're, you're, you're putting it out there. You're, you're helping yourself. And if it's not today that they listen, it, it might be there in two years. Somebody might need to hear it. It's going to, it's going to stay there and sit there. So make sure it's good. <laughs> make sure it's nothing bad. So cause it's going to stay there and sit there. And I could, yeah. So I've helped people actually start podcasts before just kind of, you know, most, almost just encouraging them. Let you know, let in the note just to do it, not to be perfect. And, and I could, yeah. And just kind of helping with steps. Um, I would say, are you thinking about doing a podcast? I mean, this is my first one and I was terrified. Yeah. And you get used to it the more you do it. And, and my advice would be don't do the editing yourself because you can't, it's hard to listen to your own voice. And I was doing the editing and I would just chop so much out because I didn't like anything I was saying and you just get harsh on yourself. And then you can't stand listening. You listen to it so many times that it's like you never want to listen to it again. But then again, it's kind of good to do that because then you learn how what you're saying and what somebody else has to edit and the, the editing process. They don't get enough credit. Like in the movies now, when I watch movies, I used to think totally different. I'm like, the editor's name needs to be like on the front page, the writers, the writers and editors, you know, just as much as the main actors, for sure. I could give you lots of advice for podcasting. Probably everything I'm doing, don't do. Oh yeah. And, and the kitty cat. So it's funny. Mine's right here too. And that's why I'm standing because my chair is taken anyway. And don't worry about the things like the cats meowing and the dogs barking, you know, I mean, try to try to keep it out as much as you can, but it's not that important as a podcast and be real and authentic. And she's yeah, very needy right now. Because we were gone for two days. And so she's your love. Well, she does. That's how my cat gets to you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you talking to me and giving me advice and going over all the jobs that you've had. Do you have any any more questions for me before I question you? No, I don't. You've answered everything I have to ask about. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dental Elements Podcast. For more episodes and to learn more about what's new and cool in the dental profession, check out our website at RuchiWan.com. You'll find links to our previous episodes, our guests, how to contact our guests, um, special deals, anything like that. You can watch the videos on YouTube, our YouTube channel. And yeah, check us out. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.